Portia. There is no substitute. Well, I'm living in the ice. No, but only $1.99 buys you at Ponderosa right now. You'll get nothing like it. Watch. Watch. Hot is dead. Pontiac Fiero. It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. My density has brought me to you. But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Live from members only studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we remember. Hey, Thank you, sir. Kevin, hey, nice got the job. boys back. Did you guys have a good Memorial Day? Oh, it was fantastic. That was so much fun. So much fun. We should always have three-day weekends. I know. I love it. I know. Okay. I just got back from my cruise. Amazing. Amazing. Your hand looks great, by the way. Yes. Yep, skin Very bronze. Do you have an ankle bracelet like Mark tan on your... Line? You yep, yeah. Sure does. Tan line ankle bracelet, tan line. Love Absolutely. Oh, that is great. And hopefully you guys enjoyed our little summer mixtape last week. Yes. Oh, that was fantastic. I was, I was pretty impressed because... I put the email out there, like, hey, guys, here's kind of what we're looking for. Right. Everybody sends back these sound clips. You splice them all together, and I'm just super impressed with how it turned out. Everyone well, did a great job. They did. Yes, they did. Kudos to everybody out there. Yes, yes. And it, we got a, lot of, got a lot of listens on that one. Sure did. So, well, maybe we have to do a fall mixtape. There you go. I, I like that. I don't know how that'll that. go over, but, hey, <laughs> if nothing else, me and Kevin will do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this week... We are going to be talking about the year 1983. Yes. So it was a great year because we had talked about how 1989, it was like the tail end of the 90s. We're adults at this point, adult responsibilities. It's not that carefree kind of thing we had earlier. In 1983, I turned 17 that that summer. So I'm 16, 17 years old in 1983. Part-time job working at Kmart. Just... Nothing, nothing to care about. I mean, it was the best of times. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. What were you guys up to in '83? Middle school. Um, what year did you graduate high school? '87. '87. Yeah. So that would have been the uh, end of the eighth grade, beginning of the ninth grade yeah, that so year. We're going into high school. Yeah. Right? yeah. We're yeah. starting to make that transition. For me, ninth grade was still actually middle school. Our school. Went, okay. Went seven, eight, really? nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yes. Oh so wow. Weird. Okay. Yeah. That is weird. Well, I remember back in back in the seventies, junior high school. It was called junior. It was called high. junior high. Wouldn't be up till ninth grade. Mm. And then when we moved to Grove City, um, that was kind of new for me for that to be. Yeah. Ninth grade being high school. I mean, mm. I, I'm in middle school at this point, so I didn't really care so much. But to me, that was always high school. But I do remember junior high school being a thing, and ninth grade being uh, the last year of junior high school. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That was that was, uh, <clears throat> that was a big year. I mean, that's. Uh, it's going, into high, I'm just going into the high school, and, and I and I shared many times. I was just so little. You're right? a midget, yeah. I was a little a midget. fella. I was just a little guy, and so that was, and that was the year that I started growing. You I mean, would have benefited from junior high school. You wouldn't have felt I like self-conscious. I could have went in my sophomore year a normal kid. Yes, I mean, you freshman year is four eleven, sophomore year I'm five eight. So I mean wow. that that's um I, I wish yeah I wish they would either held me back or or uh, yeah. But it's kind of a, but it was a great year. Good years. Eighty three. My mom was pregnant. 
crazy. That's right. That's right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Heath My was born. Pregnant. Yeah, Heath was born. I remember that. In June. We went to a, a retreat, retreat in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Came back. My dad's there. The beard. Clearly, he'd been up all night. He hadn't shaved. Tom had a beard? <laughs> yeah. He, now, hold on a second. Tom, you guys, Kevin's dad, who we all loved him. He was always Comedy Central. <laughs> had, like, the most smoothest constant baby face of anyone so i don't ever recall him having a beard this was the one time it was like he'd kind of it just he just he'd been at the hospital for like 24 hours or whatever he, he just he came picked us up took us straight to the hospital and was like yeah your brother's been born and i remember him describing he this he's like oh he, he's so great he's got a big barrel chest he is not in any way he's never barrel chested <laughs> he's like 5'10 130 he is not barrel chested but dad was getting a little proud of his his, his baby his there. accomplishments yeah uh so yeah i was i was the baby in the family up until june of you know 83 when i became the middle child so mm-hmm. i had to deal with those middle child issues i was therapy after that it was tough, yeah. It was tough yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah i was i was you know so memorable for me. Um, I mean, that was such so life changing. Like a lot of you know, kids are about to you know about to have their own kids, but I'm like having a little brother. So it, it worked out because you know it gave me experience when when we had our kid. I had some some baby experience that was good, but yeah, certainly memorable thing for for me in '83. I, I can remember specifically '83, Kevin, because I'd known you forever. We always went to the same church, same youth group. I hung around with David and Art mostly, and you're always there and around. I'm like, yeah, it's Kevin. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. But I think that's probably the time we probably started hanging out socially outside of church, going places together. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just it, it's interesting specific when someone's little thing. A, a couple years younger than you, it's like that's not someone you hang out with, or one-year difference becomes yeah. less and less as you get a little older. And, right. and so I was kind of getting to that point. You know, I was 15 going on. I think I turned 16 that year so. Yeah, we had more reason to kind of hang out yeah. with each other. Well, so. my memories of you younger than that was just like running through the halls at church with Charlie. Yeah. And just acting like a little kid. And suddenly, here you are, you're starting to get into music and movies and stuff. Yeah. And we're yeah. chatting and kind of getting to know each other that way. So that's really cool. So, yeah, little memory lane there. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to go through the year 1983. And we're going to talk about a little thing we like to call... In the news. This is where we talk about news stories of 1983, things that stick out to us that we maybe remember or have searched and found out. So, Mike, why don't we start off with you this time? All right. So, 1983, um, we're all pretty much football fans, I would say, here. Yes. In 1983, there was a uh, group of owners that came together and started the United States Football League. Yeah. yeah. The big difference between the USFL and like today's XFL is they were going to go head-to-head with the NFL draft. They were going to draft players out of college. They were going to sign the free agents. They were going to try and steal the talent. Um, so do any of you remember who the first number one pick was in the 1983 USFL draft? Doug Flutie. Incorrect, sir. Uh, was it Steve Young? Incorrect. Mm, no guess. Wait, okay. Can I get one more guess? Sure. 
Herschel Walker. Correct. Okay. But I believe he did sign as a free agent. He was already... He may not have been number one. I don't know if he signed as a free agent or if they did get him out I of think college. He, I think he left college early after the draft. Yeah, they gave him a big, the New Jersey contract. Generals signed him? That's, yeah, that's where yeah. he went. Okay, one more guess? Nope. Because you'll probably get it at this point. Well, I think I know who it is. Okay. So the Las Vegas... Mm, let's call them what? Is it the gamblers? Gamblers could be chicken ranches, whatever we want to, <laughs> you know, have their nickname. Chicken ranches. <laughs> they drafted Dan Marino, oh. number one overall. I was oh. going to guess Jim Kelly. That would have so, been a good guess too. Yeah. So yes, Dan Marino. Obviously, he did not sign with them. He was drafted by the Miami Dolphins as well. So. Uh, I don't remember. I believe it lasted three years. There was a big antitrust lawsuit. Donald Trump also was involved in the USFL. He was the owner of the New Jersey Generals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they lost their antitrust, I think, or they won like $1 or some insignificant yeah. amount, you know, in their court case. So they, they tried to go head-to-head. They didn't play at the exact same time. They were more like a spring-summer league. Yeah. You know, but... I guess people just didn't want to watch football in the summertime. No, all that, and I—they're getting like the second tier guys now. Some of the young guys, like I remember Steve Young played, Herschel Walker, Doug Flutie, Jim Kelly, mm-hmm. those UFL, USFL guys. Those are the ones I I remember. Maybe Reggie McKenzie could have been there. I don't remember. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a long time ago, but I remember thinking it was super cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know. Again, no star power. Oh, that's a good one. Very good one. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Another Trump. Another Trump. Tour to Trump a couple weeks ago. Yeah, tour to Trump. Nice. How about you, Matt? Uh, my, I mean, I'm looking at different news events, but I went to um, a TV show. Just one TV show, and that was the series finale for MASH. Uh, and oh. that, that 1983, the show MASH ended. And the series finale was watched by 125 million people, which is amazing. Because if you look at like every other big series we've ever had, from Cheers to uh, to Friends to Seinfeld, no one even comes close on viewership to, to just to you know put the magnitude of how big that night was mm-hmm. for watching TV. I mean, the, the Cheers had 80 million. Uh, Seinfeld had 76 million. Friends had 52 million. Uh, Cosby Show had 44 million. Family Ties 36. So I mean, and this is just people watch a show, and then here you got you got 125 million watching this one TV show. Now, granted, it was different back then. There wasn't as many channels, not not much competition. It was streaming services. So I mean, you were kind of stuck to watch it. But it's just it's just amazing that 125 million people yeah. watched that episode, yeah. and, and and we all remember that episode. We remember you know the rocks arranged goodbye, and yep. it was just sad. It was Did just, you guys watch it? I didn't. At that time, regularly, no. In reruns later on, yes, you know. But as a um, high schooler, middle schooler. Yeah, it, it wasn't yeah. my cup of tea at that point. A lot of it was over my head. Uh, yeah. I, I would enjoy it a lot more now watching it, but a lot of the humor. My I mom didn't. and dad watched it, so I mean, I, it, yeah. I watched it. Was it was on because it was on. You have one TV and they're watching it. So. We were watching MASH Kids. I remember my mom and dad watching it, and I was like watching it, but kind of checked out at some point. Like, yeah, okay. 
little known fact, Andrew Dice Clay actually was on an episode. Really? Yes. You got a lot of... Uh, was he banned for life did on you there, read too? A, he was banned for life. Yes, he was. <laughs> did you read a book on Dice Man here recently <laughs> or something? I got a little research. He got his autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> what Kevin? about you? Okay. Our, our good buddy Ronald Reagan announced that the Global Positioning System, or what we call GPS, would be made pub- available for public use. So... Uh, it was around, had been used by the military. He allowed it to be used uh, by the public, which now, of course, we can't live without it, right? Right. I mean, and we thank um, Ronald Reagan for that. Yeah. He was the one yeah. that made it available. My president is greater than your president. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I can go on my phone right now, click and see, you know, where my wife is. Mm-hmm. Um, which, <laughs> wait a second, where is she? <laughs> She's not supposed to be there. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, all right, I can punch in how to get to... Timbuktu, and it will get me there, you know. So uh, it's amazing. I mean, can't live without I, it now. I live. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, I live by it. So yeah, yeah. I me have too. A terrible sense of Gosh, going out of town someplace. Remember, like in the olden days, we had maps. Yeah. Yep. And how many times you had to turn around and make the wrong turn someplace? And now it's like turn by turn, like we mm-hmm. can figure out where we are. Turn by turn, and, oh, there's an accident. You want to go this other route instead? Yeah. It's just... Cool. You want to save three minutes on your, on your route? Right. You want to avoid tolls? There's police it, officers just... here. Oh, by the <laughs> way, there's roadkill and potholes ahead. Yeah. yeah. You want to avoid an argument with your wife. Right. <laughs> turn on GPS. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. save our she'll marriage. argue with the GPS. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Thank you, Ronald Reagan. For me, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, in 1983, Microsoft Word was first released. Yeah. Can you believe that? I and we still use it to this still day. Still use it every day. Yeah. Amazing. Every day. Not as often as I do Excel <laughs> yeah. or Outlook, but uh, Microsoft Word, that was... Uh, I didn't realize it was around that it's long. Hard to believe. I would have guessed on 92, 93. It's I don't 40 know. years. It's been around for 40 years. 40 years of Word. Wow. Well... Wow. I still can't find a way to set my margins. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the news stories, gentlemen. Let's take a break here. We'll come right back talking about 80s fashion and everything else in 1983. Hang tight. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Spotify for Podcasters for providing this platform, as well as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out in our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Most of all, we want to thank you for listening. Welcome back to Living in the 80s, and we are going to continue the podcast here talking about 80s fashion, starring Mike Moore, our fashion guru. Fashion in 1983. (laughs) Well, I can tell you this. I had just got my braces off. Um, It was when I first discovered what Izod looked like. Oh, there he is in his oh, eyes. Oh, there's my. There's oh, you gotta put that picture wow. up. Photo of that gear. Look at that hair. And I didn't think it looks like one of Tim's hair. One of Tim's hair. <laughs> Look at it. Did you see it? It does, dude. <laughs> Who? 
One-Eyed one Tim. Tim. Remember a couple weeks ago? <laughs> yes, One-Eyed yeah. Tim. Or Two-Eyed Mike. Whatever. No, it looks a little red there almost. They look a little red. red nah, I think it's just the lighting. Maybe it's just the lighting. Yeah, it could be just the lighting. <laughs> look, look at his face there. It looks like he's saying, fantastic. <laughs> Check it out. Well, what he's trying to do is show off those nice straight teeth. Dude, you, yeah, need, straight. you need to put that on the Living in the 80s page. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, show us your middle school picture. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't take the retainer out. didn't think about it. Oh, anyway, well. left the retainer in. So, um, start of the IZOD trend for myself, but also, right before that, I was wearing a lot of velour. Mm. Yeah, same. Huh? Velour. I some velour yeah. sweaters. Yeah, velour yes. sweaters. Okay. It reads so well, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I remember wearing those. We had to dress up on days of basketball games, and I had a green velour sweater. We were we uh, our school colors were green and gray, so I had my wow. green velour sweater with my uh, pony high tops on. So. Were you on the basketball team or the cheer team? I was on the basketball <laughs> team. Yes. I, I could have seen them be like in a cheer squad, like cheering. For oh yeah. Team, but mm, so thanks. you were on the basketball team. Yes, I was. Cool. He's a Spartan cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. Spartan cheerleader. There you yep. go. So I had my uh, white ponies with the uh, little uh, oh, yeah um, velvet, not velvet, um, felt felt stripe. What color? What color did you paint? Green, because oh, well, yeah. school yeah, color. Sense, yeah, coach sense. wouldn't let me go out there with a pink stripe on my shoes. <laughs> Even though you would, but he would have. <laughs> like, oh, golly, I would have. So yes, that was kind of my uh, look back in 1983. I like it. I like it. Matt. Um. Well, I mean. I, kind of scary but I'm still kind of dressed pretty much the way I did like in 1983 hey, if it ain't broke don't fix it there it is right I've been riding this puppy for a while but like, uh, <laughs> Chuck Taylor's mm-hmm. I was wearing a lot of Chuck Taylor's um, back then um, and and actually they'll say the like Hawaiian shirts are kind of big back then but I, I like like splatter paint shirts I, I remember several of those like cause I remember going into high school having I had a couple cool shirts a couple paisley shirts I got like my sophomore year, I think I got. Those. How about parachute pants? That was huge in '83. Mm-hmm. I, I never, but I didn't. I didn't ride that wagon. I never I owned a pair either. of parachute pants. I may have tried some on a Chess King or something, but didn't buy them. Yeah, I'm saying, and in, in, in hindsight, I wish I would have. I, I, in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't. Eh, I wish <laughs> I, I wish I would have wore, wore a pair. Um, I, I didn't. I, I never didn't ever have a members only jacket, but it's not because I didn't want one. Mm-hmm. But it was just uh, we. You probably couldn't afford one. I don't know. I had like a knockoff. It was a. Uh, it was very similar to one. Uh, but it was more of a rain rain uh, repellent kind of a jacket. But it was very very similar. But I remember I remember wearing that to high school as a freshman, uh, thinking that was the coolest jacket ever. So like a royal blue. It was yeah. Kind of weird. What, what you got? I don't remember what I was wearing in 83, but... Uh, well, do you want me to pick out an outfit for you? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could. But I do know that like the oversized coats were really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, the shoulder pads were coming into style for both men and women. Mm. Um, so that was... And then that's also the year the Swatch watch was introduced. That's right. Now, I don't know how soon it became popular after that. Probably 84, 85, but it mm-hmm. actually came out in 83, so... I had that in my notes, Swatch watches. Yeah. yeah very good. Very cool. Uh, for me, I was wearing Levi's. Really? I know, that's a stretch for me. Because it was kind of a thriller kind of year, so I kind of expected, uh... The, the leather pants? Little Michael Jackson. I'm not Rod Bender. (laughs) (laughs) Our buddy Rod would wear these leather pants, man, and he would rock them. He would, uh, he'd wear them. Rod Bender. Fan of the day. Fan of the day, Rod Bender. Oh my goodness, Rod Bender. Rodney Bender. 
He was awesome. He was. I mean, he probably still He's is. He's still pretty awesome. Nike Leather Cortez, the Force Gump shoe. Mm-hmm. I was wearing those back then. Named after Dan Cortez. Really? The guy from MTV. <laughs> I thought maybe he had a career before MTV. Well, he was a college football player at North Carolina State, but other than that, yes. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I derailed, Ryan. It's not hard to know. Um, members only jacket. I had a gray one and a black one. I was wearing those. Because you doubled up. I did. I did. Uh, so I just want to say, you were wearing Nikes before Air Jordan had come out. So Absolutely. I just watched that movie. You were more of a trendsetter than Michael Jordan. Wow. I Thank you for that. People <laughs> may have bought them because of Jordan, but who says they didn't buy them because of you? Thank you were you. wearing them before Michael Jordan. He was wearing Converse in college. so Yeah. 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 There it is. Nice job. Thanks, man. Nice job. I, 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 I like to say that I, I'm... It's what you do. I like to set trends. Fashion. It's what you do. That's yeah, what I do. Uh, one thing I definitely remember from high school, because I, I wasn't really allowed to go to concerts, but I remember like whenever a concert was in town, like the next day, like everybody that went would buy the concert mm-hmm. shirt. And the next day you see like these, you know, whatever band was in town the night before concerts, Journey or whatever other... <laughs> Police. I can't think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bands from the 80s. Bands from the 80s. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think specific Sticks. ones. Iron yeah. Ma- I remember seeing Iron Maiden oh, yeah, shirts. Yeah. I, I remember seeing um, REO Speedway. I remember, I remember when Hank Williams Jr. came to town and like people were wearing his shirt the next day. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. But apparently it was the thing. Uh, Swatch Watch is the other thing I had here. All right, uh, memorable trends of 1983. We'll start with you, Kevin. My big trend, uh, my big trend in '83, changing diapers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was my big thing. Uh, and Cabbage Patch dolls, although I didn't have one. Uh, but that was, you know, that's a big, the hot item. I don't think, you know, we didn't get one for Heath. My sister was too old for one. I didn't want one, but uh, yeah, big year for Cabbage Patch. You know, Cabbage Patch Dolls was also on my list, and I think I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again because, you know, maybe we have a new audience. Maybe. In 1983, I mentioned earlier, I worked at Kmart, and I worked in the toy department. And this was the year, the Christmas time, that Cabbage Patch Kids became a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was working there on a Saturday, and this lady calls on the phone and says, hey, I want to see if you guys have any Cabbage Patch Kids. And I just got done stocking them. And I said, yeah, we've got we've got 40 of them. She said, well, can you hold one for me? I said, well, we're really not allowed to do that, but there's 40 of them here. You're fine. And sure enough, the lady gets there and finds me and starts yelling at me. And this is like 45 minutes later. Dude, you're on the south side. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah. So... Apparently, in that time, somebody got... came and bought them all. Now, I don't know if no one person did, way. but they jumped off the shelves. And so every time we would get them after that, uh, I would be in the toy department, of course. I would get the pallet jack, pull the pallet of Cabbage Patch Kids off, and I would just open the boxes and walk away because people were just waiting. Like I mean, I'd, I would take them out of the boxes, of course, but mm. I mean, it was, it was a mad rush to get those things. And they're kind of ugly. Yeah. But, yeah, for some reason, people loved them. Uh, what about you, Matt? 
Mm, I think Mike's ready. Mike's got something. Oh, yeah. Already? I told us you were prepared. I had a very extensive list of trendy things, so I've got uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. That's the only thing on my list. (laughs) Next, Matt. And that's kind of where I was looking at, too, Dagon. I don't know if you heard us or not, but Cabbage Patch Kids (laughs) came out in 1983. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Wow. Did you know that? I heard rumors. Kevin, have you heard anything about 1983? I have. What'd I you hear? Cabbage Patch. Sweet! So what were some knockoffs of the Cabbage Patch? There has to be another. Somebody else had to. Have the Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> yeah, the Garbage actually, Pail Kids were pretty big. Right. But those were like stickers. I don't think they were actually like a doll. No, maybe, they, maybe they, they made were. a movie. Yeah. Garbage Pail Kids was a thing. Mm. Or is a movie or a cartoon? It was yeah. It was pretty pretty popular. I don't know how. Yeah. But it was. I feel like Nickelodeon picked them up or something. <laughs> so my memorable trend was um, since Cabbage Patch Kids was talked about. Was it? It was. Uh, Mario Brothers was released as an arcade game in Japan following the success of Donkey Kong. Oh, so Mario oh, Brothers, snap. 1983. That's the origin. Wow. So that is that is kind of crazy. When you yeah. think about it. So and there was a knockoff. It was called The Little People. Ooh, was the knockoff really? of the yes Cabbage Patch Kids? Huh, crazy, hmm. crazy world, crazy, crazy. All right, let's talk about favorite TV show of 1983. What were you watching, Mike? The Love Connection, and it's not a song by Tone. <laughs> were you watching it? Yeah, I watched The Love Connection. It was entertaining. You had your host Chuck Woolery, famous for the line "We'll be back in two and two. Okay. It was a show where uh, basically a contestant would come on, they watched a video of three different potential dates, they chose their one, they went on that date, and the audience would also vote on which one they thought they went out with. Uh And then they would bring the date on and they would discuss their date, and if it was a major bomb, they would offer the person the opportunity to go out with the person that the audience chose mm. for them. So, yeah, well, that's kind of the whole idea. Yeah, I barely remember that show. I remember being on. I, I don't know if I ever watched it. Maybe once? Twice? Yeah. Maybe three times. The lady. <laughs> Matt, what were you watching? 1983. Uh, I mean, I was getting into like the, like the Thursday night lineups. I was kind of, you know, going into that. I, I I like Cheers. I mean, yeah. I, I mean it's classic. It was, it's in the middle of the run or towards the end, but it, it was a strong, strong show. Yeah, uh, you know, love the old Norm and Cliff and Woody and Coach and love Coach. Love Coach. I cannot like Coach. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it's just came well, came out in eighty two, so it was yes. It still just, early in the I show. I guess it was still kind of. I think it, it I think went to like eighty nine, and that was in eighty in eighty three. That's when probably Diane was still on there. So it was before Christy Alley. Yeah. Well, it went from eighty two to nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, I, I I remember thinking that was pretty cool, and and but it was it was show set in a bar, but yeah, even like you know my mom and dad liked it. I mean, it was kind of cool. So it wasn't. It was kind of neat. So. What about you, Kevin? So we're one year removed from Rocky Three at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm all about so Mr. T. So you're actually seeing movies now. Oh. I'm actually seeing movies, but I'm all about Mr. T. So I was watching the eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, okay. Was that B. A. Baracus? B. A. Baracus. Wow. Yeah. Face. 
Love it. Well, I would have said cheers for mine, but you okay. took it. So I'm just going to say MTV. Yeah. <laughs> in general, it was on all the time. That's what you were house. watching the most. That was That's it. By far. Yes. So there was TV upstairs, TV downstairs. Downstairs TV is always on MTV. Like, I'd be sitting, doing homework, MTV's on. Sitting, having friends over, you were talking, goofing off, MTV's on. Like, it was a constant. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, my favorite TV show was MTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Because I wanted my MTV. <laughs> uh, Fraggle Rock debuted in 1983. Did I can't remember ever actually watching nah, it. I just remember, it being, remember it being on. So Most of the shows that dominated were... Adult shows, things our parents would watch. Dallas, Dynasty, Simon and Simon, mm-hmm. Falcon Crest. Magnum P.I. was big back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> I mean, the, it just sounds like, this just sound like old people shows. Oh, they do. It was, it was amazing. They just, old people were watching TV. Us young people were watching MTV. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite movie of 1983. So I'll warn you ahead of time, there's a movie I would have said would have been my favorite back then, but then years later there's another one in hindsight I would say I like better. So I'll let uh, Kevin go first. I've got to go with Vacation. Sock! I should have went first, though. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you agree with me. That was fantastic, right? That was one of the best. Well, first of all, the the theme song opened up. Mm -hmm. Holiday Road. Oh, Oh, man. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Um, which, by the way, nice job on the Memorial Day. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little call out there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Chevy Chase was fantastic in it. Um, Christy Brinkley. Oh. She, and, she was a great actress. She, um, yeah, what she added to that movie was amazing. It yes. was. Driving the convertible. Amazing. <laughs> so talented. So talented, yes. She had talent. So talented. All right, Matt. Um, not Vacation. Uh, so what would be your next not movie, you think? vacation. I guess if I was going to pick a movie, um, well, I mean, there, there's so many to choose from. Um, <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll go with the old school. I'll, I'll do a little. I'll do a little. Staying alive, John Travolta. <laughs> That's your favorite movie in 1983. 1983. I, no, it's not. Staying it, alive. I, it came out in '83. <laughs> yes, it did. It sure did. And, and it's I don't not think Saturday I, Night Fever. Don't, don't get them confused. I, I don't think I've seen it. In oh, I've seen it. And I've seen it recently. Did you really? It was terrible. I saw it a few years ago, and it was super it was, bad. It, it was Hard actually directed by Stallone. Yeah. Seriously? Yes, and it was kind of the comeback for John Travolta at that point. He had kind of been shunned by Hollywood. So it's just kind of a continuation of uh, his uh, Saturday Night Fever character. I saw a uh, I saw a, a documentary the other day on Robert Stigwood, who was a Hollywood or not Hollywood. He was a a manager of bands. Like he was like on the staff for George Martin and the Beatles. He ended up managing people like Eric Clapton and Cream and Aerosmith and people like that. Left that business and wanted to go into producing movies. And so he he self-funded Saturday Night Fever and produced it and signed John Travolta to a three-picture deal. Hmm. So he did that one. He did Grease and, I believe, Urban Cowboy. That would be a good so trio. So he uh, definitely, that was worth his money. But he continued managing the Bee Gees, which is how they ended up in the movie. Oh, okay. That's how they ended up 
in Saturday Night Fever mm. in the height That's, of disco. Tell you what, if he didn't have the Bee Gees in that movie, I don't know if it would have been any good. It wouldn't have stayed alive for sure. It would not have stayed alive. No, <laughs> not at all. So, Matt, did you ever come up with an action uh, movie? I mean, there? if I was going to go to a, another movie, I guess I would go for the funny and probably be Trading Places with oh. Eddie Murphy. Oh, and good movie. movie! Yeah, good Great movie. movie. <laughs> I mean, it's that, and that's one of those nice little buddy films right there. Um, Okay, uh, I obviously didn't watch it at, when it was at the movie theater, but in college, a very popular movie from 1983 was uh, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Oh, oh yeah. I watched that great over movie. and over again in college. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. Every scene I can remember I can't share since we're PG-13. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, very funny. Yeah, very good job. For me, in 1983, it was like the cool movie was Risky Business. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole premise, I know Mike's excited because he loves Huge. Tom Cruise. Huge. The whole premise, this guy, Joel, his parents go out of town. He's got to write his college thesis and get into a college. And one thing leads to another. He's got prostitutes in his house. He's making money hand over fist. And a college examiner comes in to interview him, and he sees his little th- racket he's got going on. He gets accepted into Princeton. It's a business venture. It's a yeah. business. Yeah. Great movie. Um, it's kind of Ray-Bans became the thing mm-hmm. after that movie. Yeah. Started wearing underwear at that point. Yeah, started, started wearing <laughs> Well, that's the iconic scene, sliding in with a shirt and his underwear. I mean, that's the... Old-time rock and roll. There it is. Whole thing. So that... At that time, that's the movie I would have said. Absolutely. Today, see how he works it in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I set it up beforehand. <laughs> I told you what I was going to do. Yeah. What would it be today? Yeah. So today it would be War Games mm. with Matthew Broderick and Ali mm. Sheedy. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I mean, I think it's more geared towards kids. But I watch that movie probably about once a year. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch War Games. And that's what I do. So yeah. I did see that one in the theater. It I was too. a very good movie. Yeah. 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 It's very good. I don't think I saw it back then right away because I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off was the first I ever saw of Matthew Broderick's. Mm. It was after that that I would have oh, saw okay. War Games. So yeah, that's it's one that I wish I would have watched back then. I would have liked it. Yeah. All right. Uh, coolest celebrity of 1983. Who would you say? Ooh. We'll start with uh, we'll start with Kevin. Oh boy, um, do I dare say Christy Brinkley? You could. I did say Christy Brinkley several years ago, but you could say her again. I'll say Christy Brinkley. Okay. See a theme there. Christine Applegate was off. She was a couple weeks ago. So she was, you know, she was in Vacation. She was in the Uptown Girl video. My Billy Joel's. She's okay. I'm just gonna say it. She's, she's, okay. she's okay. okay. She's okay. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing, you know Diana. She's okay. Oh, look at you, man! I save wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, Richard Pryor. He was at the top of his game in 1983. He yeah. had his uh, his concert uh, here and now. He was also in the Toy, and I know he had another one. Let's see here. Come he on. was in the one where. He was having the half cents get sent to his account or whatever, right? <laughs> so whenever a check, if, if, if there was a half cent, he would have it go to an account. So all the people in the city whose paychecks were like at the half penny all went to this account. He's Just like, like office space. And it was like a lot of money. 
yeah, I think that's where they got the idea from, was from the Superman movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, nice. I, I think I'm remembering this correctly. It's the best I remember. It's the best we remember. The best that you remember. So, what about, what about Matt? Uh, why don't you share us a little okay. bit of yours? Well, I, I was going to say <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Mm. But then I started thinking about Robin 1983. I thought the coolest guy on the planet in 1983 was Sting. Mm. The singer, not the wrestler. He wasn't a thing yet. So Sting, I was so into the police at that time. The Synchronicity album was out. That tape, I wore out a couple copies of it. So 1983, I would say Sting was the man for me. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I was going to go with my like the movie I wanted to go with, which would have been... The vacation, I'd say Chevy Chase. Mm, good one. Just because, I mean, he was been around a lot of us before that, but uh, I, to me, that movie was just puking hilarious. Yes. And um, I, I think he kind of cemented his, regardless of what we think of him now and things yep. he may have done or the uh, way he behaves, whatever, but back then, 1983. He's just old and crazy now, he's I just, think. I think he's just. He's earned it. I mean, he's different. I, I ain't gonna. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't vouch yeah. for him. He's kind of like Bud McNichols. Huh? Yeah. He's a little eccentric. Yeah. Eccentric. Yeah. But if if but if if Chevy was nicer, yeah, he'd he, be he Bud. Had to, he'd have to be a lot nicer to be Bud. Bud's pretty pretty cool. He's pretty okay. He's but all right. He is eccentric. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we're gonna take a one last break here, and we're gonna be back talking about our favorite music of 1983. This is a tough one. Wow. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. If you like living in the 80s, be sure to check out the 80s Rewind Show. Based in the UK, my guy Robbie scores some great interviews with several artists that were part of the UK music scene in the 80s. You can find the 80s Rewind Show on Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out the 80s Rewind Show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are going to be talking about some of our favorite music of 1983. This is a tough one because this uh, was a great year for music. Yeah, I could probably list 40 songs. I'm mm-hmm. not going to. I'm only going to give you one. Oh, okay. I know. I know. Okay. But uh, we're going to start with Kevin. I know this is a great year for you and music too. Yep. <clears throat> I'm going to go, which I actually think came out late 82, but I'm going to go with Dirty Laundry. Great song. So, a song that's still relevant today about the whole... Uh, sensationalism of the news mm-hmm. um i just he, he someone had written an article about him in the news and this was kind of his retort to it so i've, I've always enjoyed that song. lots of good songs but i want to go with that one yeah i know don henley's always had like this feud with rupert murdoch mm. who's the owner of fox news and even back in those days they were kind of button heads on stuff so yeah oh, wow. that's a good one kick winner up kick winner down that's yeah right. I can relate. My washing machine went out, and we actually had to go to the laundromat, so we had a lot of dirty laundry. <laughs> well, it was not fun. Now, after you washed it, did you air it? Did you air your dirty laundry? 
<laughs> no, we put it in a dryer. We put it in a dryer, okay. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're not airing your dirty laundry around. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right, Mike, what about you? Um, this was always my favorite song then. I don't know if I would say it is today for 1983, but uh, She's a Beauty by The Tubes. Number 58 for the year, peaked at number 10. Always like that song. Yes. Good morning, I'm angry. I love that. Yes. Matthew. Um, I would go with um, Every Breath You Take by Police. can't go wrong with the song of the year right i mean that's that was, right that was it <laughs> i mean it, it was it's i love the it straight the, the beginning of stalker show you how to be a good stalker how yeah. to uh I, reading about it i, I like the the way he explained it it came out of a very bad place you know he's in Amer- he was married and there was an affair with a neighbor and it was just it was not pretty not good and it, it was all it was written from that bad stuff he went through a lot of crap during that time but it's funny that he said as as he the song got out got got popular, uh, people spin it into a nice pretty song that was sung at weddings, and he said there was nothing good in that song whatsoever. <laughs> it was it was uh, yeah. Wow, that's a good song. I I loved that song then. I still love it today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what it is. It's a song about the woman that got away, and you know you can't get it out of your mind you know he's watching her all the time and, all the time. Uh, it, and it's creepy it's creepy so it is yeah yeah you just read those lyrics it's it's creepy but yeah mine of course i go back and forth on this song so much not like 1989 where i had to search and find a song <laughs> which i did love the song i chose but this one there's lots of songs i listened to back then lots of music music comes and goes and things you like then you might not like now and vice versa but i'm going to say separate ways worlds apart by journey yes. my favorite song in 1983 yep Getting your own with that one yeah. for sure. It, yes, super popular. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Stranger Things came out, did the yeah. remix. That song has always stayed with me. To me, it reminds me of driving to school my junior year every day at the same time it would be on the radio mm-hmm. on 92X. Perfect timing. Yes, it was. So, of course, I've got my 67 Chevelle, got my Craig stereo cranked up. I was feeling that song. Yeah, so, very nice. It's not like 1989 where it's Super easy to pick out bad music. 1983. What would you say, Kevin, is the worst song in 1983? I'm going to go with Muscles by Diana Ross. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. That, that is terrible. Ooh, that, that every, might be worse than the song I picked. Every <laughs> once in a while, I'll be listening to an 83 count that they have that I'm like, oh, can I fast forward through this song, please? Oh, my gosh. You only have one skip available. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. Jeez. 
Matt. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mickey. Mm, oh, way overplayed. You're so wasn't fine. It? You're, you're so, so fine. fine. Oh, hey Mickey. Mickey. Hey Mickey. I mean catchy. Which is almost Snowball's favorite song. <laughs> yeah. 1983. Yeah. I think, like you said, Rob, you just heard that so much, you kind of like hate it now. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's just, one of those. That's where I would yeah. put it. Then originally. No, it wasn't a bad song. I, mean, I didn't love not, it. It's but, not a terrible gosh. song if they just get crushed. Yes. Yeah. I remember when it came out, I liked it for a second. Like, oh, it's kind of yeah, good beat. Very yeah. upbeat. And, but, man, I got tired of it. and then Pretty quickly. Yeah, now then it comes on, I have to change the channel. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. bad. Pretty bad. Snowball. I hate this song. Taco. Mm. Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> there you go. That's awful. Uh, 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 Unless uh, 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 it's performed on Young Frankenstein. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a much That's better the version. Exception. So Robbie should play that version instead. Uh, okay. I don't play any of the worst songs. Well, I do sometimes. I, I had to play Sukiyaki last <laughs> yeah. like, a few weeks ago. <laughs> so, yeah. My worst song of 1983 is Gloria by Laura Branigan. Mm. Gloria. Like, Gloria. I don't hate Laura Branigan. And I don't. But I don't like any of her music. Now, Art hates everything she ever did. I can tolerate most of it, but out of all the bad songs of 83, I'm going with uh, with Gloria. Yeah, I can see that. That's I could get on that wagon, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> all oh, three of those, I, yeah, I hate yeah. all those. All right, so Hidden Gem. This will be a song that maybe we forgot about. Maybe it was an album cut, B-side, songs that people may not readily think about so kevin what would be your hidden song in 1983 oh, i've got like six of them <laughs> well go ahead and but just I'm gonna, give us one and then rattle the rest off i'm gonna go with the salt in my tears by martin briley oh i love that song Matt's looking at me like I've never heard that song in my life. Not it's a even good now. song. Good yeah. song. Mike also. But, um, I almost included it on the uh, Memorial Day countdown. Yes, it was on your, like, your short list. I was yeah. like, maybe it's a little bit too obscure. I went with a couple that were more, more popular. But uh, yeah, Martin Bradley saw my tears. All right, Matt, what's your hidden gem? Again, from when we went back to this last time, I'll try to find instead of the hidden, because I'm not the obscure music guy, but I, I got the little churchy background with Grays in the 80s. And 1983, a song came out that if you ever went to a church camp, ever, even one time, spent all night somewhere Here it comes. in a church camp, you're going to hear a little Russ Taff, We Will Stand. I mean, it's, it's a closing song. It's that you, you, everyone. It's when you stand next to the cute girl because you're, we're going to hold hands, and, and they're probably going to raise their hands, and, and they all join together and sing. And it's, I mean, Russ Taffey is one of the coolest dudes ever. He, he was a dude can sing. 
he's he's cool as crap, and and uh, this song was just it was just the epitome of. You know, I'm gonna miss you. We can get through this together. That kind of a song. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna beautiful. go Friends by Michael no, Smith. No, no, no. I don't know what year that was out, but it seems like that song has always been in existence. That that, that is the camp song as well. Friends <laughs> yes, are friends forever. Yeah. The Lord's the Lord of them. But yeah. you know, maybe it'll come up in 1984. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. But but in '83, it's all Rust Half. Rust Half. Love Rust. Mike. I always enjoyed the rockabilly sound of the Stray Cats. Mm-hmm. She's sexy and 17. Love that song. Uh, yeah. Wow. I got an absolute classic. I bought yeah. that single. And I had a Stray Cats shirt back then. Yeah. Yes, you Remember did. Remember when we saw them in concert? Yes. At uh, yeah, the Ohio State Fair. Yes, absolutely. There was like a fourth guy in the band that night. Yeah. Yeah. They had like the you know the original Brian Setzer, Slim Jim Phantom, and Lee Rocker. But there was a fourth guy. I don't know who he was. But he was in, he was there. He was a stray. He was a stray. He was a stray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like he had the yeah. same pompadour haircut. It was nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I remember that. Met a girl that. There it is. I I remember that. Yeah. There we go. It's crazy. Yeah. Good song. So for me, I'm going to say my favorite hidden gem song is "Why Me" by Planet P. Always love that song. Kind of like a little futuristic sound, little post-apocalyptic thing going on. Cool song. Always dug it. You were talking about a futuristic sound. Another one I was thinking about was Space Age Love Song. Ooh, that's a Flock of Seagulls, which we all know I ran, but this song, I like it more than even I ran at this point. Yeah. So, you know. What were your, some of your other hidden gems you had there? Another one, which I don't remember from the 80s, but I got on one of your mixtapes, was Stand By with oh, uh, Roman, Roman Holiday. Holiday. I almost used that as my hidden gem, too. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that was a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. And uh, the other one was Politics of Dancing by The Reflex. Wow, that was the, that was 1983? Mm-hmm. I did not remember it being out back then. Yeah, I I came across it when I was looking. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. I, yeah, I would have thought it was later in the 80s as well. I would have thought like more like 85 or something. But. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Major Tom coming yeah. along by mm. Peter Schilling was out then. Another one I really liked back then was Baby Jane by Rod Stewart. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's some of the some of the ones that come to mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure if I had more time to think, I'd probably think about a thousand more. Right. We'll leave it right there. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. And next week, we're going to be back talking about the year 1986. Oh, nice. Sounds good? Sweet. Sounds great. We'll do it. Till then, from 1983, here is R.E.M. with Radio Free Europe. Thanks, take care, God bless, we'll see you next week.
Let it go. Pony boy.